people and I said, yes, he always does. It's a wonderful time that he was able to come. A prayer request tonight. We have a prayer request. Of course, we want to pray for our pastor. Uh, anybody else that's got a prayer request? Brother Autry. Remember my wife. Remember our brother-in-law. I think maybe he had a heart attack when he got to the hospital. He said he thought he was going to have a case of flu. Yeah. Charles? Carl. Carl. Okay. Let's pray for Carl. Okay. Let's pray for Miss Burns. Thank you. finds them before he starts giving them out. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Anybody else? Thank like you. I went to the doctor today for a checkup and I had him check that hip just to see yeah. what was going on. And he said it's osteoarthritis. He said it's, it's gone. So I had to start the steps and get it in place. Amen. <clears throat> yeah, let's pray. Let's, uh... Roger, remember me. Um, I just got for a CT on my leg. I'm still having a lot of problems and um, they don't know exactly what's going on with it, so it's just getting harder to get up and down the steps. Anyone else? Thank y'all. This is good. This is good. I got a <clears throat> Anybody else? Thank you.
thank you for bringing them up to prayer. Remember our children in the back, the ones that would teach. Uh, had a good crowd back there tonight, so I remember them. Shattered. Still saving souls, Amen. Amen. I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pray for that young man. Uh, what a wonderful testimony! Thank you for sharing. Anyone else tonight? Amen. I mean, brother Doug, will you lead us in prayer tonight, brother? Let's remember these that we've brought. Thankful we're able to be here tonight. Bless the speaker of the hour, Lord God. Bless Brother Kelsey as he comes to stand before us. Bless our pastor, Lord, and dear wife. Thank you, Lord God, for the choir, the choir leaders, and all the teachers here, Father. Bless and have your way. Father, we pray there might be one here tonight that needs Jesus. Yes, to be saved. Touch them, Lord Jesus, as only you can. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 I mean, y'all look page 367 with me. I've got Miss uh, Hazel uh, promised me she'd sing a couple of songs for us. Uh, pa- uh, your church hymnal, page 367. No tears in heaven. <clears throat>
sing Christmas songs. Okay. Okay. Well, I tell you, we get such a small span of time, you know, to sing these Christmas songs, and I love them. I love to sing them, and our church does so good. Uh, how about, can, can we do Silent Night? Let's yes. do Silent Night. Right, to, right on that other side of the page there. Amen. Christ the Savior is born, Christ the Savior is 
I just, I don't know. I just, uh, and just play once a year. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it takes a while to get warmed up to them, don't it? What'd you say, friend? 372. 372. Okay, <clears throat> Wayne, you got some, you got a song you'd like to lead? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll lead one. Y'all in a minute. Is, what is that? <clears throat> Onward Christian Soldiers. <clears throat> Do I know this one? <clears throat> Wayne, do, do you know this one? Yeah. Come, come lead this one. I'd, I'd feel better if you'd lead that one. Yeah. Y'all sing with me now. Come on. Onward, Christian soldiers, marching as to war. I got the wrong tune. With the cross of Jesus going on before Christ the At the sign of triumph, Satan's host of Countless ages, men and angels. 
long time since I tried that one right there. But let me... Well, let's see if I can find it. Page 204, if you would. Sing this with me. And, uh, if Jesus goes with me, I love this song. Okay, and I, I can do better on it, I think, than I did on that one. Y'all pardon me. It may be in the valley where countless dangers hide. It may be in the sunshine that I in peace survive. But this one thing I know, if it be dark or fair, if Jesus is with me, I'll go goes with me, I'll go anywhere, tis heaven to me, wherever I may be, if he is there, I count it a privilege here, his cross to bear, if Jesus goes with me, I'll go. Yeah. 
Thank y'all. Oh, you done quit me. Huh? Okay. Oh, my gosh. I'm sure. Ms. Tyson, you got, you got some. I think she's got some stuff. Yes. Thank you, Ms. Y'all pray for me. Thank you. 
Y'all both look. <laughs> I ain't praying real hard. Because this is a tongue twister for me. Number two, Brother Ronnie.
got freedom. She just gets up there and just lets her fly. I bet you spit in the microphone. Right? Did y'all get wet? Yeah. I love her right here, but y'all tell Hazel that. Well, I am not dad, and uh, I'm not a speaker, and I'm not a preacher, but I keep finding myself here every once in a while. But I'll tell you what, Elizabeth Taylor told her eighth husband, I will not keep you very long. <laughs> so, you like that, did you? Huh? I'm just trying to break the ice before I pass out, okay? Um, I called Dad this afternoon to just check on him, see how he's doing. And uh, he sounded pretty rough, and... My mom yelled in the background. She said, he wants you to speak tonight. And I knew that she was, she jokes a lot. So I, I kind of said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, yes, I do. I really do. <laughs> and I said, click. I really tried to wiggle myself out of that one. I came up with every excuse I could possibly think of, and uh, well, here I am. So, um, so all day today, I've been thinking about what what am I going to talk about? I mean, you got you got Brother Doug, you got Daddy, you got Mark Yoho that we've had here, and there's just so many that that can speak on so many amazing things. But there's one there's one verse in the Bible that um, that really touched my heart, and I love I love uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I love the stories about Jesus and how he got in with people and he changed their lives. Everywhere he went, he changed people's lives, and. One thing, you know, I, as I get older, I, I can see more clearly all of my little issues and weaknesses that I need to work on. And one of them is compassion. I, I want to be better at having compassion for people and thinking of others. And I think I've gotten a little bit better over the years, but I, I want to be really good at it. And Jesus had a lot of compassion. Everywhere he went, it didn't matter what the problem was. It didn't matter how he was feeling, if he was tired or whatever. It didn't matter. He had compassion. And I'm just going to, I'm not going to keep you very long. I'm just going to read a couple of verses and just talk about them for a couple of minutes. And then we'll go home. Um, in Luke 7, verses 11, um, I'll just read 11, 12, 13, and 14. So Luke, Luke 7, verse 11. Now it happened the day after that he went into the city called Nain, And many of his disciples went with him in a large crowd. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion. Now, I'm going to stop here just for a second. I am pretty sure, it doesn't say yay or nay on this, but I'm pretty sure that they never met. She had no idea who he was. 
you know, he, he was coming into the city for the first time, I'm assuming. I mean, that's what I've read anyway. And he made eye contact with this lady that he hasn't met, but he saw her heart. He saw her brokenness, her pain, and it broke his heart. Amen. And so to move on, when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried the coffin stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, arise. Now can you imagine holding up a casket, and there's a dead man, dead person laying there. You're holding this casket, you're a pallbearer, and all of a sudden, this person raises up out of the casket. I'm going to drop the casket, and I'm going to run. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, I probably would. But isn't that amazing? Everywhere he went, he had the authority to do whatever he wanted, when he wanted. And he didn't have to take a vote. He didn't have to ask permission. He just did what he wanted to do. And the only thing that was on his mind is this lady's broken heart, this mother's broken heart, this widow's broken heart. And he didn't care about what anybody thought. He went straight to her and said, do not weep. And then he went to the casket, brought her son back to life, and then took her son back to her. And the, the, that just blows my mind, that he had that kind of love and compassion towards someone else. And, you know, we've been... You know, as a church, last while we've been talking about growing and growing Sunday school and uh, just getting bigger as a, as a church. Well, I believe one of the first things you need to do, well, first love and then have compassion for others. You know, uh, there's this guy that I work with. He's, I believe he's Mexican. I can't understand him. He works in the shop. And every once in a while, if I get into the truck stop early enough, I'll see him in there getting a coffee because I go in there every morning. Um, and if I see him in there, I'll buy him a coffee. I can't understand him. I mean, we don't talk. We just kind of wave at each other and he'll do like that if I buy him a coffee. But I get to thinking, you know, if I'm standing in line and there's someone in front of me with a coffee in their hand, what's, why can I not buy their coffee and give them a track? You know, why, why can't it doesn't take a lot of effort for me to do to do that. It's two bucks for the coffee, and I give them a track. And you know, I got to thinking I need to start doing more of that. And if we, as a church body, if we, it only takes a few. If we did that, just every once in a while, you know, or every day, whatever, however many times you want to do it, if we had showed a little bit of compassion for others. This church could grow fast. And it doesn't take an awful lot. You don't have to go uh, buy them a dinner or whatever. Just something small, you know. And and I got to thinking about that. And I, and I want to be better at that as a person. I want to have more compassion. It's hard for me to have compassion with Frank. But I'm trying. I'm just kidding. I love Frank. Um, but yeah, and you know what? There's another verse that goes along with this. Um, I mean, there's so many verses in the Bible that talk about the passion that Jesus had on, 
Uh, there's this one I love too. It's in Mark. Mark 1. Uh, trying to hit the right button here. Yes. Uh, Mark chapter 1, 40 and 41. It's, talking, it's about the leper. We all know the story about the leper, but I'm going to read it anyway. Now a leper came, came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus moved with, there's that word again, compassion. Jesus moved with, with compassion and stretched out his hands and touched him. And he said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. Now, if you go back, the word imploring, at the beginning, uh, at the beginning of uh, verse 40, where it says, now a leper came to him imploring. He begged, he pleaded. I mean, he was doing he was doing everything he could to get Jesus' attention. I, I picture, when I read this story, I picture Jesus and his disciples, the people that were with him, were just walking down walking down the road. And here, and, you know, people back then with leprosy, they hid themselves. Yeah, I mean, people were afraid of them. They, they had their own little, um, I guess, um, group that they stayed with or whatever, their own little housing uh, town or whatever. Uh, can't think of the word, but bottom line is they didn't socialize with everybody. They they had to stay away from everybody. But Jesus didn't care. <laughs> Why? Because there's not a disease that can touch him. There's not a disease that can bother him. He wasn't scared. There was no and the, and I can see I, in my when I read the story, I can see the disciples. Uh, begging him to stay away. He's got leprosy. You, you'll, you'll get sick. You know. You know. Stay away. Stay away. And I can just see Jesus just telling him to relax. I got this. Walking on up to him, and I can see this man probably in tears on the ground, just begging him for help. I mean, he's just—he's on his last leg. He's. You know, he's just sick of having this disease, and he knew Jesus was a healer. So I can see him doing that, and so anyhow, so Jesus, Jesus had compassion on him and stretched out his hands and said, "I am willing," and he cleansed him again. He had compassion, and this is just two of the stories in the Bible. And you know, compassion, having compassion for people, it does make an impact. I remember, I remember when my brother passed away. Um, this was in 1992. A few days after, um, my dad and I were out in our driveway. We had a, it was in Ringgold, Georgia, and we had a pretty good sized driveway incline. And at the end of the driveway, we had a 13 foot basketball goal. And every once in a while, him and I would go out and we would shoot some hoops. And this was a few days after my dad, my brother passed, and we were, you know, hurting, as you can imagine. And we just, wanted to do something besides sit in the house. So we went outside and started shooting some hoops. And this this car pulls up in our driveway. And as it gets closer, we recognize who it is. And it was a man uh, from our church, uh, Mike Gothard. He was a, a very good mechanic. And uh, he pulls up the driveway and waves at us through the windshield. And he parks the car. And I had a an old car at the time, and it always had a problem with the car. And Mike's worked on it several times, and he gets out of his car, 
and I don't remember all the details. It was so many years ago, but it doesn't matter. The, the one thing that I do remember about the story, and it made an impact in my life, he, he lived in Chattanooga, Tennessee. He just got off his job. And instead of going home to suffer with his family, he drives all the way to Ringo, Georgia to fix my car. We didn't ask him to. I, didn't, I don't even know how he knew it was, it was messed up. But he, he pulls in the driveway and he gets out. He opens up his trunk. He gets his toolbox out. And I, I, I do remember that. And then he just starts working on my car. And my dad and I, at the time, we were just, as you can imagine, just really numb. And we just continued playing basketball for whatever we were doing, shooting hoops. And I don't know if he stayed for a meal. I don't know if he stayed for two, three hours. I don't know. I don't know all the details, but it doesn't matter. I remember what this man did for us. And it stuck with me till now. And, and I'll never forget that. I'll never forget his name made a huge impact on us and just if we had more compassion to, uh, for others and if we I know we all have our problems I've got mine you know we all have them but I'm learning that if I do something for somebody else even if it's the smallest thing it makes me feel so much better and I know we grow this church using compassion using love for others we grow this church and we're going to grow it and I think the first wall we need to knock out is probably that one because we're going to have to put more seats out, right? Right? You see my vision, Roger? Yeah. About another hundred people out there, right? Yeah. But it can happen, right? Um, it doesn't matter where the church is. It doesn't matter how small it is, what kind of community it's in. It doesn't matter. God wants to grow churches and grow church, yeah. right? Amen. Well, that's all I have. I hope I made sense. Compassion. Would you like to close some prayer for us? Did, did you have anything else, Roger? No. All right. Yes. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your compassion. Your compassion is so great that you sent the only begotten Son to Calvary to die just for us, that we might have eternal life. Thank you, dear God for this that we've heard from Brother Kelton, Lord God. Just thank you so much for his love and compassion for this church. Bless each and every one as we go our separate ways. Touch that one here tonight that needs Jesus in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you.